Well, here's surprising news. A pimp defeats a Nevada lawmaker in the GOP race. Yes, that's right, a pimp. I'm talking about a pimp. It says legal pimp in this <laughs> in this article because, you know, pimping is legal in Nevada. <laughs> pimping ain't easy, but it's legal. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, the owner of a half a dozen legal brothels in Nevada has ousted a Republican state lawmaker running for re-election. Dennis Hoff, the pimp, defeated... <laughs> Dennis Hoff? That, that's not a very good pimp name. You need a better pimp name. Like, you know, like, you know how Iceberg Slim... That's, that's a cool name. You need a pimp name, Dennis Hoff. <laughs> uh, he defeated incumbent, 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 <laughs> I'm an idiot, Assembly Member James Oscarson and a third candidate in a GOP primary race on Tuesday. Uh, Hoff starred in the HBO re- adult reality series Cat House. I didn't know about that. What, is that like a, that's like a, uh, a brothel reality show? Have you guys seen this one? This sounds weird. I should know this one. He was in the limelight in 2015 when former NBA player Lamar Odom was found unconscious at his Love Ranch brothel in Crystal, Nevada after a four-day $75,000 stay. Yeah, you guys remember how Lamar Odom, like, he, like, basically screwed himself to unconsciousness? (laughs) Like, a lot of drugs were involved, too. Uh, He also challenged Oscarson as a libertarian in 2016 but lost the race. Anyways, uh, how would you feel if you lost to a pimp? You know, you're a lawmaker... You're like a serious person. You're like running for office and you lose to a pimp. <laughs> I mean, I start to question my life goals at that point. Like, <laughs> you, you lost to that guy in the cane, with the cane, <laughs> the, the leather hat. I'm just kidding. By the way, have you seen that documentary on Netflix for Iceberg Slim? It's unbelievable. Is it Netflix or Amazon? I watched it the other night. It is fantastic. I mean... I had no idea all the work that went involved into being a pimp. I just really didn't. <laughs> you got to wonder about pimps uh, uh, that you know have some sort of political power, and like, like that's gotta be that's gotta raise a few eyebrows. Like, what is what, what is this guy's cabinet gonna look like? It's just like a, a bunch of hoes. <laughs> now look at. I don't know if you guys know this, but. Um, I prank called a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of California uh, candidates that were running for governor, and the first guy I called, uh, the first thing out of his mouth. No, I'm sorry. The first thing out of his mouth was like, because I was like, "Hey, what do you stand for?" The first thing he said was, uh, "Concealed carry weapons." And then I'm like, "Okay." Then the next thing he said, "I also stand for uh, legalization of prostitution." That was like the second thing out of his mouth. Uh, so I talked to him about it for like a good, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes about legalization, prostitution and that whole situation. Cause he, he was like, if I'm elected governor, this is what I'm going to do, which is a, which isn't, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a reasonable thing to do, but it's not, the, it shouldn't be the first thing out of your mouth when you're, when someone asks you, what do you stand for? <laughs> Anyways, on my YouTube channel, Funny Jones, which is also another YouTube channel I have, you can you can listen to that phone call because I, rec- I recorded it and I uploaded it with pictures of the guy. You got to see the pictures of this guy. He's a maniac. <laughs> like he's a he's a maniac. There's a picture of him holding like two handguns up to the camera. Like he's like full for me for governor 2018. Like it's out of control. Anyways, it makes me wonder about. Um, the legalization of prostitution, which I think is a is a is a is an issue. Obviously, it's legal in Nevada, so that's how you could that's how a pimp could run for office. Um, 
but you know, uh, how do you guys feel about that? Do you guys think it should be legal in every state? I don't know. It's always something I wanted to ask my fellow weirdos. I'll take this opportunity to ask that. And do you think a pimp would make a good president? <laughs> what do you think of that? <sighs> right? How about it? <laughs> I can see that. Hmm, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> president, <laughs> president Iceberg Slim. <laughs> so funny. Missouri's hotel influenza wants to pay you $3,500 to catch the flu. Yeah, that's right. Come and catch the flu. Come and have the flu at our hotel. We'll give you all sorts of cash. <laughs> Living it up at the hotel influenza. <laughs> what a nice surprise. What a nice surprise. I got mucus in my eyes. <laughs> that's awful. That is so stupid. I can't believe I just saying that. Well, if you call the tower, water tower in... In St. Louis, Missouri, an automated voice will pick up the line and say, Thank you for calling the Water Tower Inn. We are now permanently closed. Don't let the automated voice fool you, though, because there are still guests staying at this hotel. They're probably feeling a little bit ill, though. The Water Tower Inn in St. Louis is now part of a St. Louis University's center, Salus Center, apparently, and it is an extended stay research unit in which guests can earn $3,500 by allowing researchers to expose them to the flu virus and watch what happens. <laughs> At Hotel Influenza, volunteers are exposed to either a placebo or a live flu virus, allowing researchers from the University's Center of Vaccine Development to study how the flu slowly overtakes human beings. <laughs> After about 10 days or until they are no longer contagious, the volunteers will be set free. Now, my question is, do we need to study this any further? I mean, I'm pretty sure we got our handle on the flu. I mean, it's not a mystery at this point, okay? There's some mysterious shit out there, like Ebola. What the fuck is that? All right, get on the case with that. We got some forms of cancer that scare the shit out of me. Uh, that's probably a better place to be spending our research dollars. Not on the flu, right? We all we know what happens at the flu. Is it a big mystery? Oh, we're, gonna, we're monitoring people to see what happens. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. S some sneezing. Well, I've never seen that before. What? The, the coughing? The co write that down. Lots of coughing. Runny nose. So, how do you. Apparently, they got a sore throat, too. Do you hear them? They're very hoarse in there. They're having a hard time talking. Sleepless nights. Write that down. <laughs> wow, this is crazy. Had no idea what happens during the flu virus. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What a waste of money. What a waste of time. This is so stupid. Oh, and, and I mean, hey, look, and look, let me tell you something. I'll. I'll go get the flu for $3,500, or maybe I don't get it. You, you could get the placebo. So it's like, what do you get, a 50-50 shot for $3,500 for 10 days with the flu? I'm totally down with that. That's no problem. I'll just, you know, eat chicken soup and watch Netflix for 10 days. I could use the money. Damn. I'll just report, I'll record Weird AF News every day, make $3,500 for a week with the flu. So what? So what? <laughs> The human challenge is one of the, it's a human challenge study, and it's one of the few design studies in which researchers expose real life healthy, healthy people to infectious diseases. What a good time. Do you think the researchers get a kick out of that? You think they just like, just, just love to give the disease to people and they just giggle about it and high five? <laughs> oh, man. Disease Clinical Studies Unit, they said the, the, the this method of study has been used for nearly 100 years. That's not to say it was always as safe as it is now, though. In the last 10 years, I think, you're seeing the development of modern, healthy, volunteer challenge trials at the highest level of ethical and safety standards. Huh. The first notable human challenge, by the way, study, 
was conducted in 1936 when two Russian doctors exposed 72 volunteers to influenza. The results of this study helped researchers discover that flu tends to enter the body through the lower respiratory tract, as well as other crucial elements of this vaccine strategy. Uh, now, this is like 1936. Okay, I can understand why you would study f- the flu back then. They probably didn't know what the hell it was. This is, you know, it, it's it's 100 years later. Let, what, are we, what, are you, what are we doing? This is ridiculous. We know what happens in the flu. There's, what about those things we have no idea what's going on? You know, sleep apnea. What the hell is that? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Kids in college, a kid stayed at my apartment, slept on my couch, sleep apnea, <laughs> up all night. Like he, he said, he wake, he wakes up eight hundred times a night or something. That's crazy shit. Study that. That's weird. We we gotta. <laughs> there's a flu vaccine. All right, we <laughs> you can get shots for the flu. You, there's nothing for the <laughs> for the <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Sleep apnea. You know that's some crazy shit. Study that. Fix that. Like get a. <laughs> I don't want to stay at that hotel. I'll tell you right now. What everybody's gonna... <laughs> hotel sleep apnea. <laughs> Just a whole floor of people in a room go. <laughs> I can't sleep. I can't sleep either. <laughs> oh my god! I'm losing my mind. <sighs> uh, did I forget to tell you guys to call in? Yeah, do that. Don't worry, it's only my first husband, says a wife to her current husband after he finds a skull in the garden. (laughs) That's when you run away, right? It's like, divorce? (laughs) Divorce? I moved out of the country to get away from her. (sighs) The 52-year-old man from the Siberian town of Luzino found the human bones and a skull and immediately immediately told his 60-year-old wife about it. Yes, honey, what are these bones I found in the garden? You know anything about this? According to the Russian media, she told him, Don't worry, it's just my first husband. (laughs) Then she said, Bury the remains again, please. Forget about it, and we won't tell the police. (laughs) That's all she said? Or did she wink at him and say, Or you'll be next to him. (laughs) This is straight out of a horror movie. What the hell? (sighs) The man told the police. Of course he did. I'm running to tell the police right away if my wife... Although, I mean, have you ever loved somebody so much that you just, like, accept them for every mistake they've made in the past, all their flaws? Could you look past the murder of a, for- of a former lover? <laughs> Not only the murder, but, you know, the hiding of the body. Like, <laughs> like so many levels of laws being broken here i mean could you look past all that but then there's also when you know about the body though you know about the bones now are like if you don't tell the police aren't you like an accessory or something there's like some legal shit there i don't know i'm an idiot so i have no idea but i think there's something like i think if you know about a murder you have to tell right although maybe there's a statute of limitations maybe this guy's been dead 25 years maybe the statute of limitations on an accessory is is wiped. I don't know any of you, any of you guys, lawyers, like call into Weird AF News and give me the rundown on how this works. But anyways, regardless of whether he had to tell the police or not, he, he did. He told the officers, which is exactly what I would probably do. <laughs> oh man! And the un- unidentified woman then confessed to killing him. Obviously, what's she going to say? No. The killer claims her first husband came home drunk in 1997 and began hitting her. And uh, this was an act of self-defense. She grabbed an axe and hit the man in the head. And um, she was very afraid and 
didn't know how to handle the situation and obviously did the, what she thought was best, which was avoid authorities because I'm going to go to jail and bury the body in the garden. <laughs> but don't people ask, like, where's your husband? What's going on? What does she say? The, what, what about when the census comes to the house? They want to know, <laughs> where's your husband? <laughs> what about the? What about his family? What about, do you have any kids? Where's dad? Huh? Oh, I don't know, honey. He just kind of... <laughs> He went, he went to work and never came back. I mean, what do you, there's a lot of covering up going here. I need more information. Wish I could call this woman. That would be pretty cool. I'm asking you, weirdos, what do you do? You love, you love your woman or, you, or your husband? Let's say, the, let's say, I'll ask the fellas on this one. You love, your, you love your wife so much, you know? She tells you, I murdered my first husband. What do you do? Do you, do you turn her in? What do you do? I want to know. And why? Or not even that. Like, could you, here's a question. Could you love somebody so much that you could look past that? You could, you could look past. You, you love her so much. You're holding the skull in your hand of a dead husband that she smashed with an axe in 1997 in your hand. And she's smiling at you and says, please, honey, don't call the police. Let's get through this. We can do this. Do you, do you, believe, do you, do you believe in the love? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you say, yes, you know what? Love conquers all, even murder. I don't know how you get a good night's sleep after that, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> Anytime, it, like, you know, I'm going to sleep with this woman again. There's a, if there's a blade anywhere in the house, I'm going <laughs> to be nervous. I can't sleep next to her now, right? She murdered a dude, didn't tell anybody. I'm going to end up in that garden. I'm going to be thinking, you know what? I'm going to be carrot feed. I'm going to be worried about that. I don't know about that. But you guys call in and tell me. You know my number, right? You don't know it? It's on the bathroom wall. 646-450-2012. Funnyjones at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in on that action, if you prefer the typey-typey method. You can also DM me or uh, give me a shout-out or whatever on Instagram, at Funnyjones, Twitter, at Funnyjones, and Facebook, Comedian Jonesy, all one word. Yeah, that's good. And if you're not watching my YouTube channel, you should get on that too. Just go into YouTube and type Weird AF News, you'll find me, or hit on the link that's in this description to the podcast. How about that? How about that? And uh, leading into the weekend, I hope you have a great one. And... uh yeah, be weird. Yay! Hey, Jonesy, Bobby Ray. That gives whole new meaning to the words, eat me.